Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey guys, welcome to Marriage or Martinis. I'm Adam. Here is Danielle. Hello. 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 How you feeling? Uh, is that like too much of a loaded question? Yeah. It's like you there's so many levels. You can't put it all into yeah. one. I, I put a post out the other day uh, on our Instagram talking about how I'm feeling. And, um, And then after that, just more and more piled on top of it. And I think I'm feeling how a lot of people are feeling. Um, like we're drowning a little bit. I hate to be melodramatic. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not being melodramatic. I think so many of us are feeling like that. Yes. Um, but I also think that an episode like this, like what we're about to do, um, is a good little break. From everything? Yeah, just from everything, everything that's going on. Yeah. And just like forget about it for an hour and just sit here and talk about whatever we're about to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we're not really sure. <laughs> we'll like, you'll find out when we do. Right. Um, but uh, quickly to address everything that's going on on top of the fact that, did you know that there's a pandemic going on? Well, nobody talks about it anymore. So how would we know? <laughs> Um, yeah, it went from like overnight from now it's sort of like COVID what, but right. anyway, but, but the, the news unfortunately just gets worse and worse and more horrific. I do want to say, first of all, um, thank you everyone who supported my Instagram posts and everything about George Floyd and all of the just awful stuff going on. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of work to do. You have a lot of work to do, Adam. Um, we have a lot of work to do just like, uh, you know, to understand the problems that are going on and we are going to do the work and we are going to use our platform. Next week, I am talking to someone who, um, who is an expert in talking to your kids about race um, and, you know, uh, racial issues and problems and how we can help Um, and so I don't, I didn't want to talk about it today because it would have been rushed and I want to do it some kind of justice, um, and in whatever way possible. I'm also putting together a resource guide of all kinds of Instagram accounts, places to donate, um, books that you can get. Um, I'm going to compile it and then I will send it out, um, as an email. So if you're not on our email list, please go to our website right now and sign up. I think that, um, um it will have a lot of really good information. I'm going to try to break it down and simplify it. Um, so we are, we, we, it is on our mind every second what is going on. And we are in many ways going to try to use our platform to um, spread the word and shout the word, but um, 
I didn't want to rush it. So we're not doing it this week right now on this podcast episode. Okay. Yeah. I did want to say something about, because now that we're all done talking about COVID and it seems like it's behind us now because everything else Until on the, the second news. wave hits. Well, that's what I wanted to say. All right. For just in my professional dummy, opinion. No, I was going the opposite way. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, no shit. I'm a dummy. I am not, a, not a doctor. Dummy. I I know nothing. Please. You're not a doctor. For all Only of you, when we role play. This, I mean, from what I think, it, it, it it's real. Okay, so... Oh, you don't say. Uh, yeah. And for, for everybody who doesn't think so... Nobody who listens to our podcast doesn't think it's real. Right, if you know someone, please just tell them, this is a real thing. Oh. Stay home. I don't Yeah, because those want, people listen. I don't want a second wave. I can't handle a second wave. I'm back to work. I've been back to work for two weeks. <laughs> he can't handle coming home again and being <laughs> with us is what he's really trying to say. But listen, I got, you know, my, my business to think about, and I... I I can't imagine having to close again. Like we won't be able to survive. The, yeah. All small businesses. We're not Amazon. We're not Whole Foods. We're not like we can't cater to everybody during mm -hmm. pandemic. We're not allowed to. So, you know, as most of you know, we are in New Jersey. And as of two weeks ago, we were allowed to open curbside only. And if you saw us on Tamarin, by the way. I hope people didn't. That. I looked so terrible. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> but... You saw that I was prepping for when we were going to open. I, I worked on the website. I wanted to get things going. And if I'm allowed, can I get it like a little cheap plug here, by the way? Yes or no? I don't, I don't know what you're plugging. Okay. So I want to throw out there for anybody else. I want to I want to plug my business on our podcast. Is that allowed? If that's okay. I mean, is that, I, I don't know. Do it you, is. Do, it, do your fellow business people, i.e. your mom, want to be associated <laughs> With our podcast. They are, but it comes with a caveat, and I will explain. Uh, Why well, you talked about it with her? Oh, no, no, no. Did no, she no. say, please don't talk about your business and anal sex in the same <laughs> sentence? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we do have some fun um, bachelorette oh, products, yeah. if anybody's looking. Uh -huh. But I wanted to throw it out there. I am trying to reestablish the business. The website is working. Thank God it's working because we're doing okay. Um, nothing like when we were open, but I wanted to throw it out there. If anybody out there is doing these curbside graduations, um, I said curbside, I meant drive-by graduations or um, quarantine graduations or birthdays or any of that kind of stuff, come get it for me. I got a lot of fun stuff, a lot of really good but you stuff. You have to live in the area. No, that's the thing. That's oh, the caveat I was going to talk about. Tell me more. Please. Okay. Check it out. It's still a work in progress. Please don't shame me for what the website is today. It's still I'm still working on it, but and I did a lot I did a lot so far. And they'll get yeah. them. Partyfairfreehold.com. Party F A I R Freehold, F-R-E-E-H-O-L-D.com. That's my business. I know a lot of people ask because I, all I ever say is that I'm in retail, but I wanted to try to get it out there. Get it? Is that what I said? Get it. Get it? it, it? Okay. <laughs> I wanted to get it out there. If anybody needs anything, I'm happy. I would love to ship to anybody in the United States, except if you're in New Jersey. That's the caveat. I, Will you be signing balloons for people? And that's the second caveat. Oh, you can't get balloons. Please don't order an inflated balloon. I'm not going to ship an inflated <laughs> balloon to you. <laughs> Will you be signing graduation banners on request? <laughs> sure, why not? But no, it's a conflict of interest. If you're in New Jersey, I can only do curbside pickup. We have a lot of stores. I don't want to 
stomp on their territory and get their customers. So, you know, if you're in New Jersey, it's curbside pickup only. Please go to the party fair if there is one near you. Rest of the country, I'm happy to ship to you. I'm happy to. And just for Marriage and Martini's listeners, 20% off. Shut the hell and, up. Ready? Mm-hmm. Isn't that awesome? Awesome. I'm such a nice guy. You really are. 20% just for you. I don't get this to anybody else but you guys. I swear to you. MNM. Promo code at checkout, 20% off whatever you... Don't buy balloons, M-N-M. please. M-N-M. M-N-M. Use it, partyfairfreehold.com. And I would love to support you. I would love you to support me. I know we're all trying to celebrate as much as we can right now. And all I want to do is help you guys out. And all I want you is to help me out. Is that fair? Uh, it's fair. Good. Absolutely. My mom said it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> My mom said it's okay. <laughs> so I can do it. My mom says I'm the best. Okay, good. Um, all right. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> nice little plug. Right. Okay, good. Um, okay, so stories. Yes. We were trying to rock our brains because you, well, you weren't trying to rock. I was trying to rock my brain. You have been back at work, like you said, and no days off, just working straight through. Um, and so, t- and everything that's going on, we didn't want to do something super heavy because number one, I don't think mentally either of us can handle it. And I don't think anybody right re- now really wants to listen to anything else heavy besides what the heavy things going on already in the world are. So this is an hour, uh, maybe less if the stories are shorter than we're assuming. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd of, about of everybody minutes. just kind of like listening to some fun stories that maybe you've heard on our episodes before. Maybe you haven't because we don't remember um, because we're not usually sober when we're telling them. And um, I have no idea. What uh, we don't know what we've told, what we haven't. About. But we do have some pretty crazy stories. And in fact, I think we could do a bunch of episodes because I know tomorrow when I wake up, I'm going to think of 17 stories that we should have told and we didn't. But I just wanted to like... You know, just just an episode of Danielle and Adam stories, because sometimes I think people say, no way does all this fucking happen to you. You're lying. I know we have like crazy, crazy stories, stories that just don't seem yeah. like. Real so I asked you to think about some of your favorites. I thought about some of my favorites. And oh, I did there's, not. There's no order. We I'm not going chronologically or whatever. No order of least fucked right. up to most fucked up. Just and stories. Yeah. So I'm going off the cuff here. I did not. I did not think did not about prepare. this. Okay. I did not prepare. Well, I, you were at all of these stories that I'm about. To <laughs> so at least I can contribute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a couple in my mind. I don't know how well they'll play out in, as far as talking about on this podcast, but they were at least fun to me. Okay. So well, I'm going to show you my list and you pick which one from my list you would like us oh, to Oh, I thought you were going to surprise me. Oh, should I surprise you? Yeah. Well, I, okay. Then I will, I will start way back in the day. I'm going to start um, not, not the first story I wanted to tell, but we always talk about... That Okay, we talk about my OCD all the time. It is actually, tomorrow is the last day of maternal mental health month. Um, We talk about the fact that when I was pregnant with our first child, it was a shit show. Um, I had horrible debilitating OCD. I moved out. I moved in with my parents. At the same time, we were moving into a new house and we were trying to buy furniture and all this stuff. And I was trying to pretend to be a little bit... I would say normal, although I, I hate that word, normal, and participate. So we headed to a very fancy mall called the Short Hills Mall in New Jersey. It is in North Jersey to go to Pottery Barn and William and Sonoma and all of those places. Meantime, my OCD is off the charts. And I did not even know about 
what was going on. You knew what was going on, but you did not know the extent of it. I think. Nor, nor did I understand it. Nor did you understand. Yeah. So we are in William and Sonoma. Yeah. William Sonoma. Is it William? William, William Sonoma. Sonoma. And do you remember? Do you know what story I'm about to tell? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. And my OCD is just anything and everything I see, I am either hallucinating or it feels like you're hallucinating sometimes when you have OCD. So we're in William Sonoma and I'm just looking for something to obsess about. So all of a sudden, and I'm, like I've said before, I have what's called scrupulosity. So scrupulosity is when you think you are going to hurt people, right? And it's it comes from a place of, it actually means, usually people who have used scrupulosity are really good people because they're just so fearful of ever hurting anybody. I had it in my mind that I had some, for some reason, gone and turned the thermostat. Well, yeah, I think. All no, the you, way up. You thought you like bumped into it. So it turned it up. Maybe I said I thought I bumped into it. Maybe I really thought I had turned it all the way up. Oh, okay. So I was trying to rationalize Like I was really, we left the mall with me thinking it was going to burn down. Yes, you were going to burn down the mall Mm -hmm. and kill everybody inside. It was going to burn down because I had turned, and I was legitimately, I didn't sleep that night. Well, yeah, I remember thinking, I'm like, hey, hey, Danielle, look, do you see this toaster? You see this waffle maker? Mm-hmm. Like, look at these dish towels. You Aren't these trying... nice? You would like this. And I couldn't concentrate on And I'm like, what anything. the fuck is going on with you? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you not, like, this is fun. Why yeah, are you not? This should be fun. And then we went out to dinner with your sister and brother-in-law after yeah. we met for dinner. And I was talking to them, like, I don't get it. I don't understand what's happening. Like, we mm-hmm. were trying to have a fun day, and I, it was just like a disaster of a day. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of months of disaster. But my brother-in-law, even the next day, I was still harping on it. And I think my brother-in-law called William Sonoma and was like, I just need you to clear something up for my sister-in-law. And he like legitimately asked him, like, did your store burn down last night? Like, <laughs> Is he that kn- true? Yeah, because he's a good brother-in-law. And he, you know, he didn't, he knew it was the whole thing was insanely ridiculous. And of course, then he asked and it was all over and I was on to the next thing whatever that was of, you know, some kind of OCD that, you know, once one thing is over within two seconds or on to the next, but that, that moment, and there were many of them, um, I think really encapsulates just how real it feels. I mean, it felt real to me and it wasn't obviously, you know, but you feel like you really did that and it's insanity. I mean, I hate to use that word too, but that's the only way to describe it. Feels like insanity looking back, but it's very real and it happens and, you know, lots of people go through it. So, yeah. And with, yeah, there's a lot of those stories. Yeah. We have a lot of those. Yeah. Okay. What? You're literally just going to, you don't have anything. <laughs> I, ha- I have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. So, do you remember, which obviously you do. For your 35th birthday, you know, what yeah, we went to, uh, uh, oh. uh, yeah. so I, pl- I, for your 35th birthday, I wanted to do something special. I think I was pregnant. No. Oh. It was your 30. I think it was your 35th. Okay. But you, I, I wanted to do something special and the 35th, wait, it's 2020. It was my 30th. So was it it was my 30th because I was pregnant with Ian. Yeah, it was my 30th. No, um, this is when you were not pregnant. Oh, then it was my... Th- oh, yes. Yeah, 35th. My 35th, yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Good. So uh, I was planning for so long. I was so nervous. I barely slept the night before. You had no idea. 
So then, so the morning of your birthday, I come into the room at like six o'clock in the morning and I'm like, okay, wake up. We're going to Mexico. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like every woman's I was, dream. I was like, pack your bags. Yeah. And my husband is surprising with Mexico. Any woman would be beside herself ecstatic. It was the most romantic gesture well, wait, wait, ever. No, no. It was even more romantic because. The kids were taken care of. I already scheduled everything between All right, this is debatable. Uh, debatable. Debatable. Moms. Debatable. Okay. Really? Debatable. Yes. I did as much as I could to schedule. Yeah, there you go. To take care of everything. Okay. Maybe I left you a few little uh, cliffhangers there, but I, I, I was so excited. They had a place to sleep. <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah, okay. I was so excited. I walked in and I said, hey, wake up, pack your bags. We're going to Mexico for so a week. Excited so me. excited. And what did you do? Freak out, cry, and throw a tantrum yeah. maybe a little bit? I, I, I started to cry. Not happy tears either. Like yeah. I was pissed. Yeah. You yeah. were mad. I was mad. I was mad. I was upset. At looking back. Beautiful resort. It was beautiful. It was a wonderful trip. Once I got there and was there for like 24 hours, I was perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, listen, it is very stressful as, for last minute when when I know I'm going yeah, go to away. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, but I am going to try to explain yeah. it because when okay for for the women out there, I don't, I can't speak for men. I can only speak for us women. First of all, before I go on vacation, I, I don't like to admit it, but you know you always have that. I need to lose 10 pounds. I want to look okay in a bathing suit. Like it was the middle of winter, my birthday or the middle of, you know, my birthday's late November. It was cold outside. I didn't have summer clothes prepared. I did not have, um, you know, anything prepared for the kid. Like I, it was, it seemed very stressful. Like you, I like time to plan right and to get Got, ready if anybody feels sorry please go to danielle's gofundme page for her <laughs> feeling bad about herself for no being i am just saying i was stressed out at the thought like you didn't even give me 24 hours no i was trying to i know yeah. i know but it's a little stressful i had to pack oh my god no i'm not kidding women out there please you know if you had 12 hours to pack in you the wrong 12 hours in the wrong season how many hours did i have like Four, there you go. Even. In the wrong, in the off season. Okay. You don't know. You said our kids were taken care of. They had somewhere to live. They have extracurricular activities. They uh, have homework. Okay. We have texting. We have emailing. We no, have, no. you know, they had a place no. to sleep. I took care of that. I, was good. I, listen, yes. If I could do it all again, I would get very <laughs> excited. If you surprise me when this is all over, I promise I will react much yeah. differently. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe you, so oh, I'm not doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, do we need to take a break yet? Yeah, we probably should. Okay. Yeah, this will be, a, I think, a shorter episode. So let's, we'll take a break now. Okay. And uh, be right back. Sounds good. Father's Day is coming up real soon. So I have the perfect gift to honor the dads in all of our lives. Duke Cannon is offering the Patriot Collection filled with three commemorative great American beer soaps made with actual Budweiser beer. But it's more than beer soap made in the USA that gives credence to its name. For every Patriot Collection purchased on DukeCannon.com, they will donate $5 to Folds of Honor, a nonprofit that provides educational scholarships to spouses and children of America's fallen and disabled military service members. Duke Cannon right now is offering these amazing products, the Duke Cannon's Patriot Collection, which I just mentioned, and also 
You can get the Great American Beer Soap by itself, Great American Beard Balm, Great American Beard Oil, and I've said it so many times, they just know how to name their products, and they smell incredible. And I get asked by people all the time, what do I personally use myself? Because literally, I use this stuff every single day. I love these beer and bourbon soaps that I just spoke about. And the perfect everyday hair shampoo, News Anchor 2-in-1 Hair Wash, try the Cedarwood, trust me, you're going to love it. And then also their Trench Warfare Natural Charcoal Deodorant, the Sandalwood and Amber. Love that stuff. And my, possibly my favorite product of all time from Duke Cannon, the Cooling After Shave Balm. Trust me, it feels amazing after a shave. Tingly, minty, cooling. It helps leave your skin so smooth after a shave. You got to go check out Duke Cannon. Please go check them out. You're going to love this stuff. Go to DukeCannon.com, D-U-K-E-C-A-N-N-O-N.com. Use our promo code MARRIAGE for 10% off your entire order and free shipping over $20. You hear that? Free shipping over $20. DukeCannon.com. Use our promo code MARRIAGE for 10% off your entire order. Okay, so the next one I wanted to tell um, is something that's really exciting to me because when when it happened, it was just so unexpected. And we say we we go into New York a lot, and we have a hotel that we've only stayed at a few times. It's very expensive. It's very beautiful. It's called the Greenwich Hotel, and it's owned by Robert De Niro. It's downtown. If you have you know if you ever have like a super special occasion and are looking to like you know spend a lot of money on a hotel (laughs) no honestly like i i don't like spending money on a hotel i really don't anytime we go away we also haven't been there in five years yeah anytime we go away i i like to find the nicest place i can find and get the cheapest room there so at least we can experience the resort but not spend a lot on the room but this place it's worth it's special it's special yeah and this night especially was worth okay so when you stay at the Greenwich they have this downstairs area where if you don't if you're not staying there you can't be there like it's not like other hotels where everybody is meeting for happy hour and it is a very you know kind of like exclusive small boutique hotel again owned by Robert De Niro so we're downstairs in this little bar area I mean it's a tiny bar area And we're ordering drinks and my best friend and her husband are coming to meet us. And all of a sudden, like I look over and you're next to me and all of a sudden I look next to you and it's Robert De Niro. Mm, I don't know if that's accurate. Oh, so who was it? Who was the first one? I think the first person we saw was Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, maybe she Whoopi Goldberg. Sitting she was on sitting chair. on a chair. Yeah, yeah, she was sitting on a chair. I look over, and you you never know any celebrities. No, but but these are the celebrities that I know, right? Because they were all. But you still would never notice them. I think if it wasn't for me. Yeah, because I don't look. Right. So I I'm the opposite. When I live when I lived in New York, every and I you know I lived right on um, Washington Square Park, and every single celebrity, like I just I can spot a celebrity from fifty miles away. So I say to you, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Whoopi Goldberg. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But, like, you're not, like, a big Whoopi Goldberg fan. I happen to oh, love Whoopi great. Goldberg. Oh, she's great. She's great. Like her, but, yeah. but, you know, not the ultimate, right. like. So all of a sudden then I look over, and I don't even know. There's so many of them. I don't know who is next. I'm probably getting it out of order. We let look me, over let, and it's. Let me, let me chime in. Please. I think do. you're so excited. I'm so excited. You're, like, scrambling with your I memory. feel like I'm back in the moment. <laughs> All I remember seeing was Whoopi Goldberg when we were at the bar. And then they have this outdoor area 
in the hotel. So the hotel, like picture like a hollowed out middle of the hotel. That's outdoors. The courtyard, it's called. Yeah, it's the courtyard. <laughs> so nobody can, act, you can't get to it unless you go through the hotel. Mm-hmm. Let's leave it at that. Mm-hmm. So we go and sit out there. Your friends meet us. Uh, they're my friends too. Exactly. Yeah, I'm allowed to say that. Um, so we're sitting there just having drinks. And obviously there's a dinner party happening that you have to walk through the courtyard to go to. Yeah, it's a private So we didn't party. see anybody until we were sitting outside except for Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, no? I disagree, I but... but I could be wrong. You, I just, you, you probably okay. are wrong. Right, please continue. But no, okay. All I know is that we look over at one point and Robert De Niro is standing right there. And for you, that's like, holy shit. Yeah. And then there's that other guy, Chad. Yeah. Chad. Yeah, from yeah, Bronx Tale. Bronx Tale. Chad. Yeah, I don't know names. I can't do names. I know him. I'm, the Chad. Right. I don't know what sure. his last name. Well, I'll find out. We'll put it in the notes. I can't remember. But no, the won't. Chad from Bronx Tale. I will try. Um, we look over. All of a sudden, I'm sitting down. All of a sudden, I look over. And standing, like, weirdly right next to us is Sting. No, you're so, Oh, my God. You're ruining this story. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right. Let me backtrack a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't what is rem- going on? What? I, I don't remember all the celebrities, but they're a list of the A list of the celebrities. So We've what already- you're saying is for our story episode, I don't know the story. No, you do not. We're <laughs> okay. sitting in the courtyard and they're going to this private dinner event and they're all single file walking through the courtyard right past us to dinner. I don't remember everybody that was there. Single file. The double like a file. kindergarten class. Double file. Triple file. Double file. They're all walking in a line. <laughs> <laughs> like Madeline. One at a time, these celebrities are coming. Yeah, yeah they're all stopping in front of us, <laughs> doing a curtsy, and they keep going. So <laughs> they all come. Each of them strips right in front of us. And, and honestly, goes into I, the room. I don't remember the names. You can throw in the names if you want. I really don't. I will but throw in the names. We, it's important. We went out to, to they, they all go in. They go to dinner. We go out to dinner. We come back to the courtyard and they're finishing up their dinner. 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 Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm struggling with words tonight. Um, So we're sitting outside and then as people are getting ready to leave, for whatever reason, Sting walks outside and then he's just standing there. Right. Like as if he wants to like start a conversation with as if he wanted my number. Right. Is what it was. I think he was nudging me like, hey, is that your wife? No, I think he was legitimately like, I'm waiting for you. You know, Trudy, you go stand over there. I was like, fuck my wife. I can come home with you. Oh, fuck my wife. I would have. Well, fuck her first and then take me. Yeah, exactly. He was so hot. Very hot in person too. Yes, he did not disappoint. But But it was an awkward. It was. He was just like standing there and I was sort of like, I don't know if we should talk to you because I don't know if we're worthy. I, I, I didn't know if I was be like, Sting, you want a drink? Like, I didn't know what to do or say. It yeah. was that awkward, like, he's yeah. just standing there. Yeah, I think I think Scorsese was there. Um, I believe we saw him. Um, it was just one person after the other after the other. Uh, like, it, it was just madness. And every time we looked up, then the next morning we wake up and we're walking to breakfast, and standing there in front of us is Tom Brady and Giselle. Right. Then we go into the restaurant, and we're waiting to be seated, and standing there is Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann. And that was Bubby's. And that was a Bubby's. Yeah. Then we go back to the hotel, go back into the room to have a drink. Wait, before even that happened, we go back to the hotel, standing in the doorway was Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. And Just then we saw him there. another time when you got your picture with him. <laughs> yeah, I, we told that story. Yeah. That awkward yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so so pages. Michael Keaton standing in the door. Then we go back into the place, and Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He's sitting is in the sitting lounge in the lounge with like with five hot girls. Yeah. Surrounding him. It was like the craziest. Like everywhere we went. That and and you would not let me talk to anybody. No. You would not let me ask for any autographs. You would not let me ask for any pictures. Like you were like like their their bodyguards. You I'm were like, like you know what? They're trying to have dinner. Leave them. Like what are you gonna do with I an autograph? Care. What are you gonna do with an autograph of a celebrity? Like I I would have uh, done. So. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't need an autograph. A picture would have been nice. But you were literally like you were like cock blocking me the whole night, trying as if I was trying to get some cock and you were like no <laughs> not even not i could even care less because i would join you if that was even possible right. but besides the point i just like i i don't know i feel differently about the thing i was like eh, leave them alone they're at a private hotel they're having their thing listen they maybe they've been waiting to meet me yeah, that's possible they could have they, been like that's a, what this that what it might have been why sting was standing there like that he was like She's not a podcaster yet, but I know she's going to be. Right. So I want to meet her now. And maybe one now. day they would love to be on our podcast. I might ask them to be you on should. our podcast. I, this is the kind of hotel that you go to and stay at to see this kind of celebrity outing. Where, But they go to because they know they have this like private home of a place where mm -hmm. they won't be bothered and they won't be whatever. And... <laughs> Until I show up. Right. So I was like, eh, leave them the fuck alone. Right. Who cares? Right. But every yeah. time, every time we have stayed there, um, we have seen celebrities. We have not been there in quite a few years because we can't afford it. Yeah, it's very but, expensive. <laughs> yeah. but um, when we did used to go, it was always an awesome experience. And we I should uh, recommend it. We mentioned their name, by the way. So it was a little bit of a buzz marketing thing right there. So we should hit them up for something. Yeah, probably. Right. We should at least get some kind of, um, what's it called? You know. Comp or yeah, credit. Or, right, yeah. right, right. Um, okay. Mm -hmm. Moving on. Okay. We also talk about going back to my OCT and pregnancy oh and how it all started when I was pregnant. My doctor told me that I needed to go off my SSRIs, um, which, you know, if you have a doctor who's telling you that and I get messages every day from women saying, you know, thank you for talking about this. You know, I am not a doctor. I don't pretend to be. I'm not an expert, but I have done thorough, 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 thorough research. Please go talk to other doctors who are, um, you know very who, who have more experience with maternal mental health before you make any drastic decisions and go off any medication that is one thing I always have to say I did go off my medication and it was because this doctor had told me to on top of him telling me to he just every time I would go in and was obviously nervous and upset he would just tell me I was going to hurt the baby if I kept being so upset he was awful he was an alarmist he well, was do you remember what he when he brought us into his office and he scared the shit out of us yeah. when you had the uh, enlarged cyst or something. I had a cyst on my ovary. And which is supposedly very, very common. common. He told me I could lose my ovary. So I said to him, you know, this was when we were trying to have a baby. This was before we had a baby. I okay. think. I don't, oh, no. Maybe no. I was very early pregnant. Yeah. So he told me I had a cyst on my ovary. Then he said, I said to him, well, okay, if I lose that ovary, what about the next one? He's like, you could develop a cyst on that one and it's, lose that one, too. Like, it's, a, it's a doctor covering all bases. It was ridiculous. Just to not get sued or malpractice. Yes, or, you it was know. horrible. Yeah. He was horrible. Anyway, I left the practice before my second child. Well, right after I had my first child. I should have left it earlier, but I just didn't have the mental capacity. Um, I left the practice. I wrote them like a three-page letter, all the reasons why I was leaving, all the reasons why I thought that they had treated me terribly and how I was so worried about other women who were going to be going to him. 
So second pregnancy, I'm at a different practice entirely, like different town, different practice, same hospital, different practice that I really liked. Night I go into labor. Oh, my God. Do you remember that night? We had our friends over and we were just like all hanging out. And me, me and the other guy, we were... We, they were over late. They were probably over to like one in the morning. We were drinking a lot. We were drinking like Grand Marnier and like. Well, I wasn't due yet. I was scheduled wine. for a C-section. Right. Like, we knew I was scheduled for a C-section <laughs> two weeks later. Right. So we thought we're like in the clear. It's a Saturday mm-hmm. night. We're fine. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I go into labor next Five morning. In the morning. Five in the morning. You woke me up. So we go to the hospital. Hungover. You were hungover. <laughs> go to the hospital. I, 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 they take me in for a C-section and, you know, here I am like, uh, you know, already like upset, feeling anxious. I know I'm like a little bit early and, you know, C-section is or labor in general is always just anxiety inducing. So who walks in? That doctor. Right. From the last practice covering the shift <laughs> because it wasn't when I was scheduled to have my C-section and he's the one. Who's going to do the C-section after I had written the three page. How many doctors do you think there are in (laughs) central New Jersey? Well, not only that. I don't know. A thousand. I remember because you had a scheduled C. You had a C-section. So you were brought into the room for prep and I had to sit outside. So he had to come to me first and talk to me. And I remember just being like, Like, oh. My fucking God. Like, right. I, like, what is Danielle? Like, I hope she's fucking on morphine already. Yeah. Because when she sees him, oh, this is going to be really bad. It was bad. And I had to keep a straight face. I had to talk to him. I'm not going to piss him off. Right. You know, he's about to deliver my fucking baby <laughs> right. and cut my wife open. Right. So I had right. to, you know, be on my best behavior. Right. But I was literally like, all I was thinking about was like, oh my God, like of all the doctors in the world. And listen, everything was fine. Of course, he was professional and fine. And, you know, I didn't talk to him or anything. But no, the very good doctors, very bad bedside manner. I don't know that I would say. Ver- I don't think. I think the two are mutually, ex- like, not mutually excu- exclusive. I think in order to be a really good doctor to a woman in, you know, who is facing pregnancy and, you know, labor and all these unknowns and all these uncertainties and all these, like, really scary things, I don't think you could be a good doctor without no, I know a good bedside saying, manner. If I'm outside in the street and I'm bleeding out and he pulls up, I'd be like, yeah, you know what? I trust you. He's a good doctor. He'd probably, before he saved you, he'd probably be like, listen, I'm going to save you now, but you might still get hit by a bus later. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you never know. True. <laughs> uh, so that was just like the crate. Like, what are the fucking chances all the doctors right. in all of New Jersey, and he walks in. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I went through all that to change practices and stay away from you, and you walk in. Well, at least he only had to be there for the, the delivery. So you don't have to he, – he wasn't there with you the whole time to make you nervous. And right. He was – yeah, he just walked into the C-section and walked out. True. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. Um, but at least I got to see your placenta on the floor, and that was fun. Oh, do you think about that sometimes when we're having sex? <laughs> Turn you on. <laughs> God, I, the poor guy. Anybody else who's had a C-section, I guess it's probably just the husband because the wife doesn't know what the fuck is going on because you were so doped up. But the poor... Like, and I loved every second of it. When you're rolled out and the doctors leave and the room is empty and I had to sit there and watch this poor guy walk in with a mop 
in a a bucket. Right. And I'm like, can I help? Like, what do you need? Like, I'm not going to, but here's my offer. Right. (laughs) Right. The poor guy. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a nice job. Oh God. What Mm -hmm. was on the floor? Mm -hmm. Everything inside of you was on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. Okay, the next one I was going to tell was a fun story um, with our friends. We went to Mexico. And by the way, can we just clarify, because I'm going to get feedback of, why didn't you let Adam tell any stories? You literally do not have any stories to tell right now because you have had no time to even think of them. I have not. Okay. Wait, I also want to say, does anybody else go through this? I, I, I don't know if it's just me. but I, you know, I knew I was going back to work. It's been two weeks. So, like, I stopped drinking, and I think maybe that fucked up my sleep scheduling. I'm falling asleep at, like, 9.30 at night, and I'm getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning every single day. I am so fucking tired by 2 o'clock, and I can't get my eyes open. Like, I'm falling. Is anybody, is this normal? Like, what, is that my? Do you think you're just screwed up from, like, the pandemic and everything? No, not at all. Like, is this just my, like, circadian rhythm? Is this, it's like, I'm an early riser and I'm good to go? Like, because I get up at 420, 430, and I'm I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, I, I, I'm fine all day. I get tired. Like, like now I'm really fucking exhausted. But you, it might just be a phase and you'll go, you'll get out of it. I mean, it doesn't bother me. Like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Right? Like. I'm okay. I'm functioning like mm-hmm. happily. I, I feel good. I'm not. It's not a problem. Well, it's also nice that you have a little bit of that time by yourself in the morning. I, I, you know what? I maybe think that's, that's probably it. part of it. And maybe because I'm so hyped up on like doing this website and getting the business back in shape, I get up early and I work on it from four thirty till yeah, and nobody bothers you. And I'm alone. I have my coffee and like I can just sit in bed. I have an old stupid movie on in the background. Right. I, so I guess maybe that's my time and I'm enjoying it. Right. It's so weird. Like it's such a weird sleep. Yeah. I think a lot of people are trying right now. Like there's literally never a time when we're alone. And even like the kids, my sister was just saying, she was like, because her son has been staying up until like, you know, four in the morning playing video games. My, our son, our middle son. <laughs> yeah. I woke, <laughs> I woke up at four fifteen this morning and I come down at like four 30 to make coffee and I hear our son in the basement doing his screaming while he's playing video games or, you know, whatever he's playing with his friends. And all of his friends are still online, too. Yeah. Before, he came up at, what, 6? Six? 6. He fell, he, fell asleep, he fell asleep at 6.45. But but she was saying that even with the teenagers and kids, he's he's 12, he's not a teenager yet, but that the, the nighttime is really the only time, you know, that they're not their parents can't, aren't yelling at them or anything either. So like they're happy to have that time to just be with their friends without their parents being awake, you know, and right. it's well, like they can their time and too. Curse and, you know, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think that it's hard right now to find time. So maybe that's also just your like subconscious way of waking up and having time to yourself. Yeah. I, I like I said, you know, it's weird, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I, it's okay with me. Like I, it's, yeah, it works. Yeah. It's weird. nice to get up early. Yeah, that's um, really early. Though. That is really early. Yeah. Okay, so we went to Mexico uh, back a couple years ago with best friends for a wedding, a destination wedding, and they invited our kids, which was really nice. Um, and Are you sure it was Mexico? Yes, I'm f- absolutely sure. It was um, the Paradiso something. Okay. Ho- something, something all-inclusive resort. 
So we go with our friends and we have one of our friends is hilarious. He's so funny and he's a prankster. Like he tell he plays a lot of jokes and everything, but he's so funny. So we're there and it's an all inclusive. So obviously oh. at an all inclusive. Are you talking about the phone story? Yeah. Well, hello. Can you not? Oh, I thought you were talking about something else. Oh. That's why so, I was confused. So we're in Mexico with our kids. And, you know, I don't know how many of you have been to an all-inclusive or on a cruise or whatever. But, like, when it comes to food, it's, like, there it, it is a free-for-all. You just eat as much as you want. So, you know, we're eating breakfast. Then we're ordering a second breakfast to the room. Then we're having lunch. And then the kids are ordering a snack. But that snack is, like, two cheeseburgers and waffles and French toast. Like, it's just no, you know, no stopping anybody at any point. Like, like it's just, you know, just it's all included. So why not? So we're all ordering a ton of food, eating all the time, you know, like just no, there's just no limit. So one night I go and I order um, room service. So I call and I order and our friends are in the room and um, I order a bunch of food and then they leave to go back to their room. And so, you know, I order like chicken fingers and, you know, hamburgers, whatever, dinner for the kids. So all of a sudden I get a call back from the dining hall, you know, from the whatever dining, dining yeah. room service, room service. Yeah. There you go. And the guy says to me, I'm not going to do the accent because I'm terrible at accents. But he says to me, hi, is this Mrs. Silverstein? And I'm like, yeah, it is. And he's like, I'm really sorry, but um, I know you just put in an order for room service. We can't bring it. And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. Like, is there, you know, nobody working or whatever? He's like, no, I'm really sorry, but your family has reached their <laughs> your food capacity for the day. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, your family is really eating more <laughs> than most families at our <laughs> resort usually eat. And we are not allowed to serve you any more food for the day. <laughs> And I'm, for, so for a split second, I'm sort of like, well, that kind of like we have eaten a lot of food. I'm like, that kind of makes sense. And I have been feeling really badly that we're sort of taking advantage of the all inclusive situation <laughs> for a split second. I'm thinking that. And then the next second, I'm sort of like, what the fuck? I'm like, can I talk to your manager? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, are you Karen? He's like, this was before Karen. Okay. okay. So he's like, he's like, I'm like, can I, I need to talk to your manager because I'm sort of like, no, that there's no rule about how much <laughs> food you can eat. And I am with several other families and they have all eaten just as much fucking food as I have <laughs> and our family has. So he's like, OK, hold on. I'll get the manager. The manager comes on. I'm arguing with the manager, you know, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, as I'm getting really fucking annoyed and really <laughs> angry and it's being sensed on the other end of the phone, our friend goes, Danielle. It's me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, holy shit. Like, he completely. Well, he's really good with that. He's really, really good. Yeah. yeah we have, I have lots of stories I can tell about him. But I, for a little while, was sort of like feeling shamed. Like, oh, my God, I'm being shamed for eating too much food on vacation. Yeah. Which that was really. It was amazing. I thought you were going with the chicken gunia story. That's oh, where I thought you were going. That's you why you said Costa that Rica. One. You should tell that yeah, one. Next time. Really? Yeah. You don't think it's good enough? Nah. I think it's a good story. He can only make one, you one know, appearance one per appearance episode. Per episode yeah. That we went if to Costa. All right, I'll tell it quickly. I'll tell it quickly. He won't. He won't. Right. I'll tell it quickly. We went to Costa Rica. Same couple. 
He we get there. He gets super sick, but like really weird symptoms. He's you know he has like a swollen hand and he fever. his joints are hurting. He has fever. So so we take him to the center of town in Costa Rica to you know like a Seven Eleven slash doctor's office. Well, literally, <laughs> we get to the office and we're like we're here to see the doctor, and, and she said, okay, he's out on lunch and he'll be back soon. We look over outside in the um, on the steps, and he's sitting there eating a burrito. Right. <laughs> right outside the door. Right. Right. So so our friend goes inside <laughs> and he goes into like the little office, you know, like there's like little like picture like a CVS walk in clinic. Yeah, like picture that. like half of there's the front office, half of the shelves are stacked with medicine and the other stack are stacked with like little toys that you can buy for your kids. No. <laughs> like no, little no, no, souvenirs. No. That's not true actually. It was more like all the all the pills you can get in the States, but you can in Mexico or Costa, it was Rica. Costa Rica. It was like Viagra and like you could just right, buy the right. pill or, you know, whatever. So he goes into the room and he tells the guy the symptoms and the guy starts Googling the symptoms. He puts right. the symptoms into Google <laughs> to find out what it is. So he goes to him. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry. And my friend, our friend's like, what? What's the matter? He's like, you have chicken gunya. <laughs> and our friend's like, excuse me? He's like, yeah, chicken gunya. He's like, what? You have chicken gunya. Meanwhile, it turned out he had fucking like colitis or something. Some kind of, uh, he came. Oh, no, he had ar- rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis, yeah. right? Rheumatoid arthritis. Colitis was a, one of the symptoms of what he was. He had rheumatoid arthritis from some kind of illness he had had before or whatever. But it, it was just like the shit craziest show. Yeah. A shit show. Yeah. yeah. All right. So one more break. Okay. And we'll be right back. Okay. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, I have a story. And I think we may have spoken about this before, but I wanted to bring it up again. It's one of my favorite stories for both of us. The first night that we met. Well, the second first time we met at Merchants in New York. And that's one of my favorite stories. Mm. Yeah, it is. You're going to get like sappy and sentimental. Yeah, a little bit maybe. Because. uh, Wait, can I just say if if people have not listened to the back to the beginning episode. Is that what we talked about? Yeah, back to the beginning episode about where we met, re-met. I know that's a lot of people's favorite episode. I get that a lot. I can't remember what number it is. I'll have to check. But it's it's a ways back. It might be from like last spring or something. I'm not sure. 2009, spring 2019. I'm not sure. But um, it's people people love it. So okay. So if any of you can remember back in the AOL days, um, you and I were was it IMing? chatting. Chatting. Oh, uh, IMing. IMing instant messaging. Yeah. Yeah, we were IMing on AOL, and. Um, we met on J date and I had a date that night for you and another girl that I met on J date, like just in case is like a backup kind of thing. And I was like, Danielle looks like she's really pretty and her, our IMing has been really sweet to each other. And I really like her. I want to meet her. So I decided to ask me how much I weighed, ask you how much you weighed. You did. <laughs> I know I did. Yeah. That's important. When, when you're IMing, it could be a, like a dude. 
Like, you have no idea who you're talking to. You have to ask questions. So then questions. you say, do you have a penis? Well, yeah, but what would they say? All right, nobody would do that today. Okay, but listen, when you're... When you're it was 1999, so yeah, a Yeah, it was a different, different day, mm-hmm. and you, you had to, like, listen, you're meeting somebody, you want to... No, but, listen, but okay. If you go out and you go to a bar no. and you're meeting someone, no. you go up to the person that you're attracted to. Right? I think Isn't you that go up only to the fair? person who you think looks like they have a really good personality. So that's <laughs> right. where we're different. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, so we decided to meet at this place, Merchants, uh, in, in New York. And you were living in New York at the time. And I got to the place before you. And I was wearing my awesome, cool <laughs> leather jacket. If anybody from the <laughs> 80s and 90s had the brown leather jacket with the map inside. No, like, all right, Ross on Friends. Yeah. Right? Picture that. Yeah. Everyone who knows the map inside the jacket knows what jacket I'm talking about. (laughs) Everybody had the jacket with the map inside. Mine did not have a map inside. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. It was a very cool, Mm -hmm. hip, black leather jacket. It was brown. I I was standing at the bar, and I ordered a drink, and I was waiting for you. And I remember seeing you walk past the window to the front door and seeing your smile because you saw me. And that, like, lit me up, and I was ready to meet you. I was so excited to meet you when I saw you smile. And you you came in and we go downstairs. And this is back when we could smoke in bars. The good old days. And this was a like a like a nice couch. It was a lounge area downstairs. And we sat there for hours. I mean we got there seven o'clock, eight o'clock, maybe seven or eight o'clock, and we were there till two in the morning, maybe. And we must have ordered, my drink of the day was the kamikaze on the rocks. Yours was the screwdriver. And I think we had about nine drinks, 10 drinks each, two packs of cigarettes each. And and I remember the bill came and I was not accustomed to New York City drink prices. <laughs> <laughs> but what was I going to do? Right. I had to take care of the bill. And we were, what, 22 years old? And... uh I remember I took the train in coming in from New Jersey and I was going to take the train home and and we just hit it off so well. And I knew I wasn't going home and you were like, you're not going home. And I remember going to the pay phone Mm -hmm. to call my mom to say I was living at home. (laughs) I I was 22. I was 22. I had to call my mom. I tell her I'm not coming home. And I remember coming back and is that when I kissed you for the first time when I came back or before I left? I don't remember. I just remember there was a lot of making out going on. A lot of PDA. Yeah. A lot of PDA going on. <laughs> like grossly so. Uh, we but, were that couple that everyone was like, ew. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's kind of it, but it's just so important. Well, we went back to my room and then you said the famous line, <laughs> let's keep things juvenile. No, that was before we left. You asked me to come back to your place. No, we were making out. No. No. You okay. asked me to come back to your apartment. I don't think we're living the same you don't remember things. Dimension. I remember here. everything. No, uh, you, we were making out, and I. Nope. I re- okay. You said to me, "Come back to my apartment," and then I said, "I would like to, but let's keep things true." <laughs> yes. And I was like, "Oh shit, he thinks I'm ugly." <laughs> <laughs> no, but I really liked you. I didn't want to right. like fuck it up. Right. I really wanted to like take time with yeah. us, and we did. We did. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's I mean, that's it. it. That's a great story. It's a great story. I mean, it's kind of, you know. A it's a great. Boring, well, one that's sort of fun that, you know, for now that people have heard my mom on those episodes with my dad, you know, the episodes we do with my parents, episodes 104 and 105. Um, 
the, a funny story is when they first met you when we were dating, one night you came and slept at my parents. I guess I was home on, you know, like winter break or something or something. It was right after we started dating. And you were trying to be a gentleman and you said you slept on the basement. So I was in my room and you went down the basement to go to sleep like at a certain time. I just remember my mom walking downstairs, turning on the light in the basement and being like, what are you doing? Go sleep with my daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Really? (laughs) No, I think you didn't want to come up. You like felt really bad. And you came down. Oh, I came down. Yes. Right. And then you came down and then the next day. Oh, and then the next day they said they heard us through the vents. Yes. My mom said, you know, we can hear everything through the vents, (laughs) right? Yes. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, only my mom would be like, most parents are like, you better not meet each other. She's like, what are you doing? Go sleep with my daughter. <laughs> no, but it's so funny because. They were like so ready to marry me off. I guess. <laughs> and for whatever reason, they wanted it to be me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but normally, it was weird because normally I would have never gone to the basement or never been the gentleman or never. So obviously. Oh, I know. Because I dated you in high school, right. too. So, Man. yeah, I knew that was the new Good you. Good old days. I know. Do you have any more? I mean, yes, but they're sort of ones that I'm saving because we haven't told them and I want to put them in other episodes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do want to say um, we're getting up close to a thousand ratings and reviews. If anybody wanted to help us out, we would love, love, love if you are enjoying the podcast Maybe don't base it on this episode. Why not? It was fun. It was fun. Easy. Um, but please, a five-star rating, um, maybe a review, you know, some nice, kind words. No four, no three. Mm-mm. Obviously not two or one. No, God, no. Right? Um, no, but, you know, just it does help us and, um, you know, a little. Uh, we love, by the way, when those, if you, if people who leave reviews, I love reading those. I do too. I love it. We get like emails anytime an, a review is left. And we yeah. always, like, you read it, I read yeah. it, we text each other, like, hey, did you see this one? I usually so-and-so. love reading reviews. <laughs> right. Not always. <laughs> but, um, no, but everyone's so nice. And and you guys are so kind with your messages and everything. And you're always checking up on me and us and our parents. And, um, and we are so grateful to all of them. If I have not messaged you back, during the pandemic has been an exceptionally high time for messaging. People have been messaging me all the time. I do my best. I try my best. I read every message. I can't always get back to everybody, but I do try. And we hope everybody is staying safe out there. And we have some really awesome episodes planned, some fun stuff that I'm really excited about, some really exciting guests coming on. Uh, Adam's mom, in particular, is extremely excited about Man, one of the Man, she's made a lot of appearances Shh. this episode. Yeah, but don't say that. Don't give the surprise away. Um, I, I will not. But anyway, we have some really exciting stuff coming up. Thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting us um, even through this. I know podcast listening is not easy right now. Not everybody is commuting and everything, and you guys continue to show us support, and we are so grateful. And just stay safe and, um, you know, yeah. Yeah, and support your local small businesses. Yes, small businesses, please. Small businesses. It's not all about Amazon and Walmart and Target. Yeah. Even though they're awesome. we, We do it too. We get it. But well, Amazon is debatably awesome right now. Right, they've had yeah. It, there's some questionable. Call it can. Well, it's not even that convenient anymore. You get so many canceled orders. Well, there's one company that I ordered from. I just ordered like two weeks ago. I ordered our daughter bathing suits from that I usually order from, and they are a next day delivery. Always this company. Like that's the reason I order from them is that they always have next day delivery, and they're like two weeks behind right now. They're not delivering. Really? Yeah, that's great. I mean, at least they're busy. 
So good or they're short staffed. I don't know. Well, both. I mean, that's, Maybe. you know, it's so hard. Like right now, they're not like, a small business, though. Oh, okay. No. I mean, they're not a huge business, but they're not a small business. Uh, maybe they are a huge business. But anyway, um, oh, and sign up for emails because I have a lot of good stuff in the works for um, emails and what is going on and lots of good resources for race relations and teaching our kids about race and um, and a lot of other really important stuff. Okay. Good. All right. That's it? That's it. All right. Thanks, Love guys. You. Bye. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.